You know, looking over the course of my life, I honestly, if I could go back, I wish I'd worked for somebody like Marco Pierre White. Why didn't you? I I don't know. I, I don't know if maybe it was just, um, I don't know. I probably because I was never in one of the cities that it was in or, or I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if I would have had the skill set to get into the side of that kitchen, but I, I kind of wish I'd, I'd worked in a kitchen that disciplined before, you know? No, I understand. But I'm, I mean, that kind of, in, that entails you actually going out and seeking a, a restaurant that, that has that kind of discipline in it though. Yeah. And I think when he was in command of his kitchens, I wasn't, I don't even think I knew who he was at the time. Mm -hmm. That's why I say looking back on it because man, I just like even the skill sets I would learn anybody who was there learned back then are still like over the top today. I just, yeah. If I could go back in time and reverse one thing, that would be it. Not AIDS, not, you know, cancer. <laughs> no, I'd work for Marco Pierre White. Well, I, you don't have AIDS. No, but I mean, I wouldn't like cure it. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't go back and find like, I wouldn't. Yeah, I would just. Yeah. Can, I don't think you can cure anything. You oh, don't have. You don't have the skill set to cure anything. I can cure hangovers. That's fucking hilarious. Good for you. <laughs> Good for you. Well, I mean, you said nothing, so I feel like you know that's something. Witty. That's very witty of you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, welcome to episode ten. I think this is episode ten don't even know what it is anymore maybe um, by maybe by 50 we'll figure it out maybe by 50 we'll figure it out yeah uh so the last time we talked you had just been laid off yeah uh so between then you drove to you're back in seattle yeah what a what a car ride that was explain it uh so i left that so when i left nashville it, the guy that brought me back out to nashville um the chef that, that wanted me to go work with him called me like the day before I left and offered me a position at one of his restaurants. And I was like, you know, I love that. But in all honesty, I've got a family member who's got some pretty bad health stuff going on. I think maybe this is just time for me to go back, even though it's, you know, even though I didn't like Seattle my first round. So I changed my mindset, came back with a different uh, kind of thought process. But on my drive back, the drive was great up until my first stop was, um, was it El Paso? El Paso, Texas. Gross. Garbage. Oh my God. I hated that place. The crazy thing was I didn't, I didn't, so I drove from Nashville to San Diego, hung out with you for a couple days, saw my kids, had my court thing, then San Diego to Seattle. So that's like, what, 4,000 miles in five days? Somewhat, yeah. Something that's like that. Ridiculous driving. But it was the drive to Seattle. I left San Diego and ended up just south of Reading in a small town fuck that i don't even remember the name at this point it was um red redstone red something called i don't know man it doesn't matter janky ass fucking hotel that literally i geotagged people and said hey listen if i die if i go if i go missing this is where i'm at tonight it was across the street from like a janky fucking mobile home not that i'm trying to be stereotyping but it was that. <laughs> it was like it was everything you hear of stereotyping for mobile homes this is what this place looked like it was just it was funk jam so I unload my stuff, decide I'm going to get something to eat. I go to the downtown section and it reminded me of Stockton, man. Everything was boarded up or closed. There were three places that were open. Two of them were bar and grills and one of them was called, called Tipsy's Bar, I think. So I wasn't going in there. Wait, why, why weren't you going into Tipsy's Bar? That sounds like the perfect I, bar that you would go into. I didn't think it had food and I just wanted to eat. Gotcha. I just cared about food at this point. 
I was, it was just a long drive. So I go to the first one and it was pitch black. Some dude cracked another guy right in the chest with a um, fucking pull cue. Like as I was walking in, one dude just hauls off and just smacks this dude. The bartender is asleep. There's one guy passed out on the bar and I was just like, all right, I'm out of here. Went to the one next door and there was no restaurant seating at all. It was bar seating only. Like all the chairs were gone. So I sit out at the end of the bar. And the bartender comes up to me and she's slurring her words really badly. <laughs> like she's probably 65. She's wearing a sleeveless vest that's unzipped, that zips up the front, but it's unzipped down to almost her belly button, pretty much like leaving nothing to the imagination. Gross. Which was, which was gross. And all of a sudden my appetite was gone, but I was still knew I had to eat. So she takes my drink order. I was like, I'll have a Diet Coke. She goes, you're sitting at the bar. You have to have a drink if you're at the bar. And I was like, well, there's no table seating and I'm having a drink. It's a Diet Coke. And kind of get a menu. So she hands me, she gets me my Diet Coke and stammers on down the bar. And the guy next to me starts telling me how he ordered the tacos because they're the best tacos in the whole city. And I said, I'm surprisingly, I don't find that hard to believe because there's nothing fucking here, man. So he starts talking to me about what I'm doing there. And I said, well, I'm driving to Seattle. And he's like, oh, well, I work at a truck stop. And, you know, you leave for Seattle tomorrow. It's going to be 15 hours. I said, well, actually, it's about nine from here. He's like, no, I talked to all the truckers. Now it's 15 hours. I was like, okay. So I'm leaving at like six in the morning. He's like, yeah, well, listen, man, I own this truck stop. And I was like, all right, we just went from an employee to the owner. Cool, whatever. And he's like, well, what do you do in Seattle? So I'm moving there. I'm a chef. Oh, I used to be, I'm a master chef. Yeah, you're not. No, <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> you're, you're a truck driving, truck owning, truck stop owning master chef. Cool. Maybe he meant master chief, like Halo. Maybe. <laughs> he plays the expanded pack. Um, I was like, uh, cool, man. Well, listen, um, great talking to you, but uh, I'm just going to eat. He's like, well, you know, I, I was a master chef, but too much stress. I had three uh, restaurants. Uh, one of them was a bar here in the city. I sold it all. It was just too much work. And I was like, cool, man. He's like, I don't think you think I'm a master chef. I was like, you'd be one of 31 in the country. So I kind of have a hard time with it. But, you know, hey, teach their own, right? His tacos come out and I shit you fucking not. The drunk bartender comes back. And she is glassy-eyed staring at me <laughs> while fumbling for about a good 10 seconds for one of these dudes' tacos, pulls it up to her face and is like a Carl's fucking Jr. commercial trying to eat it like some sexy model, spills half the taco down her chest. The other bartender, who's probably 35 but looks 60, comes stammering over, drunk off her ass, tries to lick the taco off her chest, fucking slips on the floor, takes a header into the bar, and falls down on the ground. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? She pops back up, grabs some random dude's cocktail, puts it against the knot on her forehead with one of her triple D's hanging out of the out of her shirt. I'm like, this is just getting fucking bizarre. She stands there for a minute, shotguns this guy's drink, tucks herself back in, looks up and down the bar and says, who's taking me home tonight? I was like, you know what? I'm just going to drink my diet and get the fuck out of here. I hope you didn't pay for that Diet Coke. I did not pay for that Diet Coke. I literally just, I think I left it half full. <laughs> depending on how that bar feels about life. I think that bar, I think that restaurant bar is more half empty than it is. Half, half empty. That's a half empty yeah. bar. That was a half empty one. So I just went back, went to sleep and said, fuck it. Stopped it in and out the next day. That was the night I went to Sacramento. And yeah, I was, I was going to stop in Sacramento and stay there. Sacramento is a dumpy ass town. Yeah, it's gross. Everything 
outside of the the king's arena perimeter is just it's nothing yeah it's, that's uh, and that's a, our that's california's capital man it's a man old sacramento was nice uh i kind of enjoyed it a lot of it's a lot of history so i mean you, you know how i am with history i like i love history how much history could there be in sacramento uh, gold mining capital <laughs> stuff trains <laughs> a lot of train stuff <laughs> a lot of train stuff man there's a lot of tracks that run through that that area of the country oh yeah for sure well you got to figure it's i mean produce produce shipping stockyard shipping dairy shipping all that was coming out of central california forever mm-hmm. including you know the gold rush from that that area as well so gold silver tourmaline i think all get shipped out of there or yeah, yeah so, so. <laughs> nice i wouldn't go back for for like vacation or anything but it was, it was nice to be there once all right i yeah no i i saw it because i thought about it i was like you know i could just stay here wait for darian but he's not going to be here for six hours so what am oh, I my, my flight my flight got delayed that night anyway oh yeah no fuck that. i'm glad I, i'm glad i made the drive and saw that jinky ass mars fucking southwest they're like your flight leaves at 8 30 ah just kidding 10 30 <laughs> holy church you were you here on time <laughs> sorry uh, that sucks because that I'm flying out on Monday. Wait, where are you flying to? Albuquerque, New Mexico. Oh, all right. Oh, so you got to Seattle. You went to the island. Oh, yeah, I went to Whidbey Island. So, yeah, the whole thing was this guy reached out to me while I was in Seattle before I moved. And, and coming back here, you know, for, for the health of my family member and, and everything else that was going on to kind of support my family through this person's last kind of chapter. Um. I wanted to try to have something lined up before I got here. And this guy had a restaurant on Whidbey Island, which is about 20 minutes north of downtown and a 20 minute ferry ride. Second largest island in America next to um, Long Island. No, Manhattan, sorry. And he owns a restaurant on the south side. Been there 43 years. He and his wife are getting ready to retire. So I drove out there. I got here, stayed in Seattle two days, or my sister's for two days. Drove to Whidbey Island, which was like a two hour drive with the ferry. And they had me in a, in a hotel on the north side of the island because it was a bigger town. So I got my first night there. I was eating, is it Pike, uh, Pile Co- Pike, Pike Cove mussels? I think they're Pike's Cove. So Pike's Cove is right there on the, on the island. Mm-hmm. Dude, they're literally pulling like bushels of these mussels out of the water and delivering them like still, wa- like still ocean water wet to all these little restaurants up and down the cove. That's dope. Yeah, it was delicious. So I ate mussels, I ate some oysters. I had a crispy halibut sandwich that was delicious. Went and checked out the restaurant and was just like, womp, womp, womp. <laughs> I got there and I was just like, wow, this is a complete shit show. The restaurant's Wait, what was wrong with it? Uh, it was 43 years old. I don't know. Up- no nope, updates? No, nothing was updated for 43 years. Except oh. for the sale system. I mean, that's... But what do you call it? Rustic. It's a rustic restaurant. Yeah, no, I call it non-functional. <laughs> I call it, yeah. I, I call it I call it the money pit. I was not gonna get involved with this. So I hung out for the first like a few hours one day, helped prep up a few things. Um, the guy, you know, he's trying to convince me about the sales volume that they do. And I was like, well, if you're doing so much in sales volume, how come you're not using regular vendors? Like you're going to Costco, like you're using Costco dot com restaurant supply and you're going to different chef stores in seattle and shopping on your own like why aren't you why don't you have charlie's produce which is all over the island and all over seattle why aren't you using well you know just 
cost and expense. I'm like, but if your volume is there, like you're telling me your sales are X, Y, like you're telling me that you're making X, Y, and Z, but you can't afford the simple, normal. And I was like, all right, well, let's take a look at some sales stuff tomorrow. Went back in the left there, went to like four different places on the island to eat just to kind of see what was, what, what people were doing, what the food was like. Um, some really fantastic places, some really shitty places. Wound up at one spot that had those mussels seven different ways. So you could get it with, uh, one was just like classic white wine and garlic. One was, um, one was roasted tomatoes, uh, peppers, and chorizo. And then they had one that kind of freaked me out. It was a bourbon cream with blue cheese. And uh, yeah, see, that's the face you just made was the same one I made when I looked at the menu. I was just like, ah, I don't know about bourbon, heavy cream, and blue cheese. With mussels. Right. Yeah. I'd yeah. try it just, just to see what it was, what's it about. I wasn't going to try it because I didn't want to know what it was about. <laughs> yeah I, just, I was like i'm not you know i'm not gonna pay 12 bucks for a pound of weight a pound of muscles that i'm not gonna eat um i just i wasn't in the mood to do it went back the next day looked at the guy's sales reports and you could tell that they were just doctored like everything's fictitious so i backed out of that deal i went ahead and stayed in the hotel the second night anyway so i could continue to see the island and tour around the food scenes and check out the little artistry areas and all that stuff came back here and uh got a phone call from top golf they're opening up uh, just up the street from my sister's house in Renton and offered me a chef job, a three-year runway where they want me to start here, get this place built, and then the next three years transition into more of a regional position, uh, possibly somewhere in the south again if I want to go there, or you know the California market, which they're getting ready to expand into as well. So we'll see what happens. But they fly me out Monday. I'll be in Albuquerque for two weeks for training, then Denver for a week, and then Albuquerque for another week, and then back to Seattle. It's a lot of that's a lot of flights. What was that island called? Whidbey, W-H-I-D-B-E-Y. So you're saying there's good food though. Not this guy's restaurant. Not this guy's restaurant, but like in Oak Harbor, which is the the largest city on the island. Mm -hmm. And they have a bunch of the chain restaurants there too. They've got, you know, whatever. But uh, there's a lot of really great little, like, you know how we have taco shops in San Diego? Right. They've got little seafood shops. Oh, shit. Yeah, on these little walk, like these walkable boardwalks where oh. it's just a bunch of like artists that are doing glass blowing and different you know oil painting and just different art things and then it's tucked in between them like every two or three uh stores is another little seafood place you pop in and you know it's like clams or you pop in and they do nothing but there's this one spot that basically some of the boats that come into Woodbay island to pick up mussels on the way into seattle will offload some of their seafood and this one restaurant picks up whatever they can from these boats that's their menu for the day it's gone it's gone that's dope that's super dope yeah so it's like you know you're getting really really solid seafood um the beef program's garbage you have i mean there's machina so machina cattle ranch is up here but they don't sell in seattle Mm -hmm. they're expensive anyway but um there's not a lot of beef programs up here because everything up here is mainly game and seafood from what i've learned oh yeah seafood's like a big thing you know it's delicious it's well yeah yeah but i mean you're right on the water you get tons of like everything that you need is like right there so yeah and everything spawns north to south anyway so right, right, right. yeah so so i'm here uh, i'll be top golfing it you know it, it's crazy man i put up my resume and it's the second time it's happened to me like i put out 20 resumes and i'd get 18 phone calls i had people offering me jobs because i didn't know if i was going to go back to san diego because uh, some of the doctors are in san diego and then some are up here so i didn't know if i was going to go to san diego and help out or if i was going to come up here and help out 
So I put in job applications in San Diego and I had three job offers without ever meeting the people. Well, I mean, times are hard for restaurants right now. They're yeah. looking for all the people they can. I know. I know. It's a, it's a buyer's market or a seller's market. It's a market. It, it's a market. A market. Yeah. <laughs> I went to a market once. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, and, you know, when Topgolf came in with their offer, I was like, oh, I can't work for that, man. I'm sorry. So they came back two days later with 10000 on top of it. And I was like, okay, I can make that work. It's just, it's crazy what people are doing right now. So what is, what is the future of Pubcakes? Uh, it's going to be on hold until this last chapter of this person's life comes to a completion. That's, that's very and sad. It is. Uh, it is. But, you know, so my sister and her husband live here in Seattle. And it is it, like, if you wait, have... Wait, a, wait, wait. They don't live in Seattle. Well, they live just south of Seattle, <laughs> 25 minutes. Uh, which, we're not going to talk about all the little towns. We're just going to say Seattle because people know Seattle. Um, but it's so expensive that it takes it. It's, it's a two-income home. And so when my sister has to go to San Diego to take this, uh, you know, for doctor's appointments and stuff, she's not working. And so, you know, to be up here to help them like financially, you know, make ends meet um, for however long that happens to be, then, you know, that's kind of what I'm going to be able to do. And then take my turn going down to San Diego to help out with the doctors and then do the doctors up here and everything else. So it's, Wait, it's a lot. You're, you're not going to get your own place? Uh, I'm going to. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. Because... I know how you are with living with family. You hate living with family. I love my family when they're across the, you know, when they're down the street. Yeah. 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 Not in the same so, house. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, I've been on my own for so long that like, I don't know. I just, I enjoy it now, you know? So no, I'm going to find my own place, but for now I'm going to be here to kind of help support this area and kind of keep the train on the tracks. I suppose it's one small sacrifice, but I guess it gives me some more time to plan and prep. No, true. True. And there's no saying you couldn't do pub cakes up here, man. Look in Seattle. No, I know. Scene. Yeah, the bear scene is one of the best, probably top five in the country. Yeah, between, I mean, because it, it's not fair, though, because you're not just getting Seattle. You're getting Seattle and Portland. True. And Russian River and everything, like, in, like you're getting everything from Mount Shasta up to Seattle as part of the, like, bear scene. No, oh, true. Essentially two and a half states. Yeah. Worth of, worth of bear, so. Yeah, because you have Russian River, Rogue, Freem. I mean, dude, it's like, it's the it's the who's who of the beer industry, really. How far is Portland from Seattle, if you're driving? Two hours. Oh, it's not that, oh, it's not that it's long not, a drive. It's not that long at all. And it's a really pretty drive, so it, like, goes by quickly. Right, right, right. So, yeah. So we'll see what happens next. But for right now, this is the, the best plan I could put together. And, yeah, cool. But yeah, dude, those muscles... <sighs> They were just, they were super briny. You know, they had like a really nice kind of cucumber finish on them. Mm. Uh, just meaty and delicious. Right, right. Uh, so happy. I could, you know, I could drive there tomorrow and eat another pound of those. Yeah, the next time I go up, I might might have to check out the island. Because I wanted to go over, but I've never had the opportunity to go over. If you come up this summer, so Oak Harbor starting, not right now, because the weather up here is still kind of cool and a little bit damp. But I think it starts like right in the beginning of June, all the way through the end of September or beginning of October. Uh, Oak Harbor has events almost every single day. Really? Whether, yeah, it's music events, beer events, food, food and wine pairing, this, the, you know, local cheeses. They just, they have an event almost every day through summer. Oh, a lot of, a lot of farms up there for cheese, right? A lot of farms. So the, so the whole center of that island it's crazy, man. When you drive that island, that island's not very big. It takes you 35 minutes to get from one from the north to the south. Mm -hmm. 
but the north is kind of like a industrial little city there's a military base there they've got walmart and you know chain restaurants and, and everything else the crabbees the yeah, chilies the, yeah, yeah. Uh, no those actually there's no chilies i didn't see chilies um i didn't look that hard either so <laughs> <laughs> but uh as you're driving south like the middle of the island is all farmland so blueberries like all the berries um lots of dairy farm lots of cheeses lots of goats lots of goat cheese goat milk and every time you hit these small little towns all the farmers have all their little artisan places in there so you can go in there and try like their unpasteurized sheep cheese or goat cheese and it's it's really fucking good like i kind of wish i could have made that work just for that like lifestyle for a while but say love you you can live on the island though right and commute uh no it's almost an hour and a half to get to seattle oh shit because you have to wait in line for the the um the ferry, ferry. Mm-hmm. yeah and then it's you know 25 30 minutes on the ferry and then who knows what's happening in seattle yeah true traffic there is fucking awful garbage and yeah. that's the nice about being this far south is renton where they're putting top golf is only 20 minutes from here so it's really oh, really bad. yeah so it's not it's not the day. casino you were working at before oh god that place was fucking miserable <laughs> jesus christ I, that was like jail I, w- I think i would have rather been in jail than been in that place ever god, uh, you, so uh you love it but barona flashbacks all over again this was worse than barona i would go back to barona and spend five years before i spent two days in this place <laughs> there were days i would go in my office shut the door and i would just watch tv on my laptop you like, remember would... you remember when we almost got hired at saquon or we actually did get hired at Saquon and we didn't end up going. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember why we didn't go. You got a job somewhere else. Oh, that's right. Where'd I go? It was probably for the it was probably for the best though. I don't think I <sighs> casino jobs just they're they're gross, man. Yeah, if it's not Vegas, I don't think it's a it's a good job. Even I from what I understand, even the Vegas ones aren't that great anymore. No, like, come on. Like, if you're working in a restaurant in Vegas, well, I guess it depends what restaurant also. Yeah. I mean, if you're working at Momofuku versus, you know, the, the, the buffet. circus, circus buffet. Yeah. See, there's, <laughs> there's clearly a well, I mean, if you're working the Caesars or the Bellagio buffet, that's also like. That's a little different. Yeah, a little different. Yeah. We went to, we went to a buffet on my bachelor party. I forget where we went. I, I want to say Harris. Was it? It might have been Harris. I think it was Harris. Might have been. I'm 95% sure it was Harris. And we it, went to- it was really good from what I remember. Yeah. They had like a, I think I just kept it in the seafood platter. Yeah. 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 I think I was like stoked on all the, the, the cold food. We went to a, <laughs> we went to a buffet in, in uh, Laughlin. We were there to go jet skiing at, uh, up, at Bull, up at Bullhead City and the, the lake that's up there, Lake Mojave. And Jeremy was so blackout drunk that he tripped and shoved an old lady elbow deep into a 400 pound of mashed potatoes. Yeah. It was a, it was a rough night. Man. Oh God. That was a rough, rough night. Oh, Jeremy. Yeah. That was an ugly evening. I, that was one of the last, the last thing I remember was that the guy came out to do some sort of crepe flambe, flambe table side and they were using 151. So the dude was just like dousing these these crepes with just raw 151 and walking away. So it was crepes soaked in 151 with with berries and chantilly cream. It's the last thing I remember from that dinner. That sounds harsh. That sounds like a harsh crepe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think you can call it a crepe at that point. 
more of a crap. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, man, I've had boozy desserts before, but that thing was just like, what the literal <laughs> shit just happened in my life? Ah, that was bad. That was, but then I think it was so, but it was Vegas where Thomas got the 151 strawberry daiquiris. Oh shit, that's right. The Houdini uh, Lounge. Houdini Lounge. Was it Houdini or Voodoo? Houdini, because it was it was the magician. Got it. It was inside yeah, whatever casino that was. Yeah, because we walked down there because Jeremy's like, we can go use the pool here. And so we all walked down like two-thirds of the strip, hung over and gross. Whitey looked like somebody would had murdered him. He had like no color in his face left. He looked like he had a heroin addiction. Pre-heroin addiction. Yeah. That and he looked like he had been with a stripper all night. Which he might have been, I think. He had been. With, okay. With, yeah. with, 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 with Buddha. That's nice. what made this appear. Yeah. That's, nice. why, that's why they didn't make it to Spearmint Rhino where we dined out. <laughs> so, which was a story a lot of people just don't believe. I'm like, no, that really happened, man. Dined I'm, out on Spearmint Rhino. It was a uh, weird night. <laughs> Were you going to say something? No, no, I remember. I was there. I also was there. Yeah, I was like, let's go to the bathroom. Darian, come with me. <laughs> go get the guys. Anyway. So yeah, that's the the latest and greatest. But um, you know, how was your festival? Uh it was it was good. I didn't I get I didn't get to see a lot of people I wanted to see, but I did see enough that made it worth it. I drank way too much, so when I came back on Monday, I had to call out of work because my stomach oh, wow. was was so like I couldn't move. I thought I had appendicitis. Wow. So like I was in pain or I was on the toilet all day long. Jesus. I. I'm actually, I'm like, I'm not going to drink for the rest of the month because like, I think I fucked my stomach up. Like I drank half a bottle of tequila and then like on oh, Sunday, my on, God. on Sunday. And then I just kept drinking beers on top of that. And then the next day I was just like, I couldn't, like, I couldn't move. So weird. 10, day, 10 days sober. <laughs> and I'm, I'm trying to ride it out to the end of the month. See if I can readjust my, my system down there, eating a lot of yogurt. <laughs> yeah. Get probiotic. <laughs> But again yeah i'm just trying to get my probiotics and yeah that's nice i uh yeah i myself have uh yeah i'm not i haven't been drinking at all so you know i got the bad news today some some test results came back and my first instinct was fuck i need a drink and then i was like you know what this is not the night to do something like that because you know you get bad news it just you know makes things worse so man that is very yeah. true i'm honestly though man i'm happy not drinking i like waking up feeling good you know not feeling like shit the next day or you, slow you look great thanks been drinking a lot of water and diet coke i've been putting a lot of uh beetroot in my waters too beetroot yeah it's uh it's it's like a cardio fit thing where it's a combination of hold on let me read it all it's a broad spectrum fiber, beetroot, probiotics, prebiotics, and then different vitamins and minerals. I it think I might, water, I might need some of that. It makes your water turn like beet red and taste like shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it, uh, it opens up um, your blood vessels and it creates like better blood flow and all kinds of stuff. So God knows I need that because I'm sure I've got some constricted arteries at this point in my life. I'm 100% sure. I'm half a step from a heart attack. <laughs> I'm I, honestly surprised I haven't had one yet. Uh, you know what? Stay sober. Mute, it's not even, oh, dude, it's not even alcohol. It's my, it's my diet of choice. Man. Like, I've been eating the shittiest food. Like, since I left for Nashville, the, even the first time. Dude, I've just been eating, like, shit. Because it's delicious. What, what have you eaten since you've been to Seattle, though? 
a lot of seafood um, i'm assuming a lot of seafood yeah a lot of omega-3s and that stuff um the last two days here i was just kind of hunkered down and been sequestered. well there's no one here because you know dave's at work and paris you know and my niece lives up in her bedroom and then she goes to work so i'm pretty it's almost like living by myself except with a dog who's a fucking stubborn pile of shit um <laughs> and, and my cat that i was disappointed i had to come back to but uh in this house i've just been eating whatever i could find so like they'll have it's funny because they'll have like parts and pieces of stuff but nothing like enough to do any one thing like they don't have enough of any one thing to make food out of if you don't know how to cook mm. so i'm like oh, okay i've got like three chicken tenders i've got this i've got that boom here's dinner so three chicken yeah. tenders a carrot uh no actually the last thing i did was chicken tenders so i microwaved them and then i pan seared them to crisp them back up and I made some quick buffalo sauce out of the uh, Louisiana hot sauce that they had, a little bit of butter. Um, and then they had a couple of 14-inch tortillas. So I just warmed one up, mixed greens with arugula, a little bit of ranch, buffalo chicken wrap, sold. Oh, look at you. Yeah. The chef Chicken-y. is coming out. Get, well, dude, I'm just getting, like, I, you know those packages of, like, mixed greens and arugula you get at the store, like the, the one-pound ones? Yeah. Dude, I'm eating, like, one of those a day. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Get, Every- get- getting all your greens you know what honestly like since since i got back here from the island and all this has kind of happened my thought process was well i'm not the healthiest person so maybe uh it's a wake-up call in some areas where i should try changing my lifestyle a little bit so i did instead of watching tv i play video games because that burns more calories <laughs> <laughs> twiddle the fingers <laughs> twiddle the finger. i take the dog for a walk like to the end of the driveway and back <laughs> We both get one dude. He's fat. <laughs> baby steps. Baby steps. Hey, so one, one little thing at a time. So yeah, but that's uh that's the long and skinny. We'll see how pro we'll see how pro golf or uh, top golf goes. I've heard a lot of great things about the company. Um, a buddy of mine used to work there, and just the way they've handled themselves this far or thus far, uh, they're a very impressive company in a lot of ways. So I'm hopeful. Hey, you know what? It's hey. Probably for the best. Whatever puts uh whatever puts a roof over my you know my kids' heads and keeps yeah. me the lifestyle i'm comfortable with keeps the family fed keeps yeah. ev- keeps everybody happy pretty much all i need you know yeah, i can work up pub cakes yeah i can work up pub cakes on the side yeah true you'll be able I to just, hit I, golf balls huh? on your you'll be able to hit golf balls on your lunch yeah actually it's not even your lunch they schedule you 30 minutes a day to go hit with golf balls there is that is. crazy that is crazy that's insane they booked my airfare. They've got my, like all my accounts and everything set up. They've sending me a, or they'll have a prepaid stipend visa for me. So I can, you know, spend their money, not mine while I'm there. So, I mean, they've so far, like just everything, everything they've done, if they'll get to handle themselves, it's a pretty solid company. Plus there's, there's some good food in Albuquerque. Is there? Yeah. There's some solid, there's some solid restaurants. If you can, if you look for them. Well, you must know what they are. Not off the top of my head. Well, that's not helpful at all. No, it's not. I didn't say I was being helpful right now. I'm, I was, oh. I was just saying there are good You're restaurants out there. If you, if you, <laughs> there are good restaurants if you look for them. You know what's funny is is when I drove, when I left Texas and I went through New Mexico and I hit Albuquerque, like it's a pretty big town. Like it's a bigger than I uh, I expected. It's spread out too, so it's not like yeah. it's, it's not 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 everything's like centered in the middle. Everything is like around. It's because it's all desert. They have plenty of room to move. Yeah, true. Very true. But uh, I was, yeah, I was surprised. And as I was driving through, I was like, you know what? This is a place I'd come back and visit. Just because it kind of looked like a cool downtown area. But, a there's, bit of- 
there's like wineries in the north that you can go to. Uh, I know I took my mom to a winery a couple years ago for her birthday. Was it her birthday? Yeah, it was probably her birthday. Um, so there's yeah, there's tons of shit to do. You just have to look for it. Well, I don't know how much I'm going to be. I think they, they're going to try to give me my two days off a week, but I'll probably just go in and work anyway because I want to get through that shit. And if I don't have to go back there for a third week after Denver, then mm. that's it. Oh, Denver. Yeah, I'm going to Denver for a week. I'm sure you're excited. <laughs> well, you know, the last two times I was in Denver, I don't remember the last two times I was in Denver. God, the last thing I remember, the first, the, the second time, the first time I was in Denver was for, for football. The second time was for work. And my first night there is when I went to Great Divide Brewing and made friends with all the brewers and just, well, I was on like, I don't, that was it. That's all it took. It was fucking nuts. Cause I walked in. So I walked into Great Divide, which is a cool brewery, man. If you've never been there, it's a really, it's a really cool brewery. It's got a really great backstory on the buildings and how the city kind of came together and, and put all this money together to, to revitalize this lower downtown section of Denver. And so when I walked in, I had my Alesmith hoodie on. And the guy behind the bar is like, okay, you either know a shit ton about beer or you're not from here. I was like, what makes you say that, man? He's like, Alesmith, they don't sell it here in, in Colorado. I was like, well, I'm from San Diego. And he's like, dude, he goes, Speedway Stout is one of my favorite beers of all time. I was like, really? I've got four in my room plus two barrel aged. He looks at me, he's like, fuck off, you do not. I was like, you know what? I put a coaster on my beer and I walked to my room, which is like half a block away. And I came back with an armful of Magnums, just set them on the bar. No shit. <laughs> Guy's like, we're closed. <laughs> called all the brewers, like they put it, they started chilling them down a little bit, called all the brewers out and just started corking them that night. That's so, super dope. And, yeah. And at that point we were all best friends. So you can imagine when, you know, brewers aren't charging for beer and you're me. Yes. Yeah. Putting them away. Yeah. Adam, come drink off the bright take. Well, twist my arm. Oh, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> the freshest beer possible. I'll be right there. And what's cool is the guy that was there, Jake, the first one I met when I went back to San Diego, um, he and I kept in contact and we would send bottle shares. So like stuff that would come out only in Denver that you couldn't get, mm -hmm. he would send it to me. And then I'd go to San Diego Beer Week and pick up a bunch of bottles for him and send them to him. That's super so we had, dope. Yeah, we had this whole little trade thing going on. Good for you. Hey, man, beer runs the world. Or, no, it doesn't. Runs your world. It runs, not anymore. It ran my world right into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like my uh, old friend. He, he, I had a friend of mine who used to tell people all the time he's allergic to alcohol. Every time he drinks, he breaks out in handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know that game. Not the handcuffs part, but, you know. But, yeah, that's the that's the... That's the up and up. Listen, we got to get more. Uh, we got to prioritize this a little more. No, I know. Okay. So it's not like every twelve or fourteen days. No, I, 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 I've already built up. I got two. This is the second one. So this is for two weeks from now. So I got oh, one that I'm. Five? Huh? Is our top five coming out? Our top five came out. I sent you the link. Oh, oh, that's right. No, you did. Did you not listen to it? Yep. Nope. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely did not. As soon as I hang up this call. All right. I, man, I forget. I'm such a busy person. No, you're not that busy. You're, you might terrible. be busy next week, but you're not that busy right now. I'm mentally fatigued. I got you. That, that makes sense. I'll give you that. Although, you are. although I did listen to the Always Sunny podcast on my entire drive. Oh, well, 
that's hilarious as you should and when max talking about the rolls royce to try to cut him off oh yes at the in and out yeah with his kids in the car i was dying (laughs) and then it it happened a second time i was just like oh my god the way yeah yeah that that shit was fucking hilarious uh so yeah if you guys haven't listened to the always sunny podcast not that we're trying to steer you away you should definitely check that out it's funny add that along with this one yeah absolutely listen Uh, to this first and then listen to that one yeah yeah and then compare the two i mean they're nothing alike don't come yeah don't compare them at all (laughs) they're incomparable one's a professional they have like professional mixers and all this shit i thought that's what you're doing on your laptop oh i mix it up i cut it up there it is oh okay semi-professional then semi semi pro this is the most amateur shit fucking planet (laughs) oh it's not the most no trust me there's more amateur ones out there we're good oh i'm sure but what's funny is anybody that listens to this that knows us has actually i've had people reach out and be like dude that shit's actually it works well yeah yeah 20 years of chemistry right (laughs) weird huh so what's what's our time right now i think we're good we got like a minute left all right so i got a story to tell you that we cannot we cannot podcast this part wait all right well we'll wrap it up uh i'll see you next time yeah absolutely this is Dan uh, and adam i think me yeah, yeah. Adam. and all right we'll see you guys later next sunday